Green and Gold News with the best in the business. Go Pack Go! It's time for Jason Wilde on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Let's bring in the best in the business. He is Jason Wildy. It's Wildy and Tausch, ESPN Milwaukee. You get it in Madison. You get it all over the place, 9 to noon. It's fascinating. I always try to check it out. Jason, how are you? Thank you so much for making some time for us. Anything for you guys. Thanks for having me. Man, we really appreciate it. A lot of things we want to ask you about. I I guess I'm going to start with Hard Knocks because I want to know mm-hmm. what you've learned from Hard Knocks that interests you the most as a guy who's a lot more finely attuned to NFL football, Aaron Rodgers, and the whole deal. Yeah, two things. One, it looks like Aaron Rodgers is back to being the guy that he was before he was miserable with Goody and the direction of the organization and, in my opinion, allowed that to influence how he interacted with teammates, which he should be blamed for. Um, we all if, if we have something going on at work we're not happy with, I'm sure it influences all of us. But I don't think there's any question that, you know, your frustration with him and many Packers fans' frustration with him last year, I think he allowed his frustration with Goody and, and the direction of the organization to really bother him. And it was reflected in how he interacted with his teammates. He didn't do a good enough job with guys like Romeo Dobbs and Amari Rogers. So that's one. Uh, two, it reminded me what it looks like to have a Hall of Fame quarterback slinging the football during practices because I know there's editing. They're not showing every pass Rodgers throws, but some of the throws that we see from Jordan that we're impressed with, he makes look routine because he makes them so often, and I thought that was evident during the first episode, too. So the team now in Cincinnati, they've been hanging out for the bulk of this week. They'll take the field tomorrow. I, Matt LaFleur was a, a little more coy about you know trying to explain who was going to play and who was not going to play. Uh, Jordan Love just uh, sort of ripped the rug out from underneath him and said, yeah, I'm going to play a couple of series tomorrow. Uh, does that surprise you in any way, Jason? I, I, I know Matt is, is kind of aired on the side of caution here, extreme caution the last couple of preseasons. Yeah, it's a great question, uh, Greg, and, and I don't know if there is a right answer. Um, you know, the girls always hear me talk about process over results, but this is the ultimate results question. Like, if Jordan Love goes in there for two series and moves the ball effectively and they get a touchdown and he builds some confidence and gets that game experience, which he doesn't have a ton of, great. If he suffers an injury which, oh, by the way, he injured his shoulder in the 2021 preseason. Um, If he suffers an injury, uh, we're going to be second-guessing Matt LaFleur to beat the man. So, uh, again, I I understand the percentage risk is probably pretty low. Brian Bulaga, who was filling in for Tausch on our show today, talked about, look, run a bunch of three-step drops, get the ball out of his hand. There's still value in getting ready for a game and, feeling the butterflies and all that of being a starter now, but be smart. Uh, it's just such a hard call, but because of his inexperience and his need to play in games, and yet the risk that's inherent to playing in those games. Jason Wildey's with us. Jason, what about the third option? What if he plays, and he plays two series, and he's terrible? He's unsure. He doesn't look good. Does that add pressure to play him more in subsequent games? Does that set an angst about that? Is this really the guy? And I know it would be a very small sample size, but what about that third option if he plays and just doesn't look good? 
No, good question, John. And I, I would tend to agree that that is the, you know, that is the second worst case scenario after him playing and getting hurt would be him playing and playing poorly. Now, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to get to my wits end a little bit because it really does feel to me like we've we've created kind of two factions. Uh, and I don't think you guys are in this group, but I know the fans I interact with. Some of them are, he's going to be really good, and every time there's a piece of evidence to support my supposition that he's going to be really good, it's just going to harden my position that he's going to be good. And then there's another group that's like, I don't think he's going to be any good, and every time he throws a pick or makes a mistake, it hardens their position. If he plays two series tomorrow night and plays poorly, obviously there's one group that will look at it and say, see, I told you. And another group, they'll say, well, don't worry about it. It's just preseason. For me, the bottom line with him is there are going to be growing pains. So whatever it is that he does tomorrow night, good, bad, indifferent, do not overreact. I know that wouldn't make me very popular on those shouting shows on ESPN, but that is my advice to Packers. You know, the reality is probably somewhere in between, right? Just, you know, judging by the practices and things that you see and read on social media, having you on our show, Jason, reading what Rob Domofsky says, it seems like there have been some brilliant moments. And it seems like there have been some very down moments and throws he'd like to have back. I mean, isn't that kind of what should be expected? Like, not everything is going to be a laser show. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, there's no denying, you know, I have been – Yesterday was the first practice I missed because I didn't go to Cincinnati. And there is no denying what he has done from July 26th to today is progress. He is better than he was when he showed up for training camp. He has had encouraging, positive moments. But I thought it was really interesting that when somebody asked David Bakhtiari yesterday about Jordan, he snarkily replied, Hall of Famer, first ballot. But then when he was asked again and he repeated his one-liner, you know, remember, this is, a, this is an Aaron Rodgers loyalist. The line he had was, he was fine. I mean, Jordan's Jordan. What I like most is that he seemed like himself. That's exactly what I want to see. And I think David, of all people, when he's not criticizing the Packers social media team and uh, using the word rebuilding, to me, he hit one right down the middle. You know, he had some good moments. It's encouraging. But I think he's seen Hall of Fame great quarterbacking, and he knows that Jordan's nowhere, not even in that same zip code right now. So let's just accept him for who he is. And if you're a Packers fan, cross your fingers that the improvement continues at a steady rate and the growing pains are fewer and further between as we get further toward the regular season. Uh, Jason, I know it's very early in camp. We have not yet had a preseason game. We know that this is a team that is going to skew toward the younger side in a variety of positions. Are there veterans whose time in Green Bay could be coming to an end based upon the direction of the team? Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I had this conversation with Pat O'Donnell, who I really like. He is a gem of a guy. Um, Unfortunately for him, he's 32 years old on a team that's only got four guys over 30. And I think he's punting really well if they were to decide to take uh, the young lad from Ireland, Adalia Whalen, um, they, they would be in a good spot because he's got a strong leg. But here's a guy who's never kicked in the NFL, never kicked in the elements of Green Bay, et cetera, et cetera. But he's a guy like 
Pat even said, Jason, are you trying to get rid of me? And I'm like, no, no, I'm definitely not. But I'm not the one who has turned this roster into a kindergarten class. So it's my opinion doesn't really matter much. And so I, I, he is the one guy that I find myself asking, are they going to be willing to keep a veteran punter if they have a young guy with potential? Because it sure seems to me, especially after my interaction with Goody about Mercedes Lewis, that it's all about young players and getting those young players experience this season. And if they win games along the way, great. I think that's Goody's mentality, even if he won't flat out say it. I, I think I think that'll be very interesting. I don't know if Anders Carlson has a vote, but I know why Mason Crosby wanted Pat O'Donnell in Green Bay over the other guys, oh, because he was a really good holder. I don't know if the kicker's got a vote in it, but I'm sure he'd take the more experienced guy. Yeah, I don't know if you get the vote when you're a rookie kicker, certainly when you're Mason Crosby. I mean, look, Goody stuck Mason Crosby with a, an inept learning holder two years ago. We saw the results, so... Uh, I don't know if being a good holder on a team that's going young will be enough If uh, in Goody's mind. ESPN Milwaukee's Jason Wildey. Catch him 9 to noon on ESPN Milwaukee. Thank you so much, Jason. Talk to you tomorrow. Always a pleasure, fellas. Take care. Be good.